Welcome to Night Light. Step away from the mainstream and gather around as we enlighten the world and our realities and travel this cosmic journey we call life. Join us as we share with you and provide that beacon that can guide us all to a better way. Explore with us as we examine a metaphysical montage of spiritual insights covering everything from the mundane to the magical, UFOs to unicorns, and everything in between. This is a time of awakening, of sharing and evolving, of spreading our wings and soaring on the cosmic breath of creation. Come and join with other light-minded spirits as we weave our lights together to seek understanding, enlightenment, and with a little luck, some wisdom. This is Nightlight, a reminder that you are never alone. Welcome everybody to Nightlight in the Daylight, at least for me. Um, <clears throat> we have a fascinating show today. I'm very excited about it because it addresses a lot of material that, that you know, I hold near and dear to my heart and it's it's wonderful to find it in, in another book out there. Right? We have Gerard Artson on with us and his book is UFOs and the Pioneers of Oneness. Um, it introduces a unique approach to UFO research. In this groundbreaking new study, researcher and educator Gerard Artson um, brings a comprehensiveness rarely seen in the inquiry into the reality of extraterrestrial visitors. Referencing the findings of systems science, he synthesizes and corroborates key elements from the spiritual philosophical tradition known as the Ageless Wisdom Teaching, with cross-referenced accounts of those who have been contacted by extraterrestrial visitors. In this way, the reader arrives at an entirely new understanding about the nature of life on our planet and in the cosmos itself, devoid of mysticism, sensationalism, or specificiality. The threefold character, threefold character of his methodology is what makes this author's search, research so exhaustive and his conclusions so compelling. Every chapter overflows with lucid insights derived from the author's synthetic methodology. Momentous, momentous world events are placed in context and viewed from the perspectives of the latest science and ageless wisdom. The, the world we do have is constantly juxtaposed, sorry about that, with the world we can have. In the process, he reveals how today's ongoing conflicts and perilous tensions are actually the birth pangs of a new sense of oneness and shows that humanity's problems arise from our inability as yet to manifest this essential underlying unity going well beyond the question if they are here among us, for which there is evidence in abundance, Pioneers of Oneness elucidates the intrinsic nature of the visitors from space, why they are here, and what is significant about their presence for humanity and our survival. Um, this, is a, this is an amazing book. It takes you into new ways of looking at things, and, and, and it's sort of like what's old is new again because this material has been around for a very long time and yet we haven't, it hasn't been out there so that people can really grasp it and understand it. And hopefully in the times that we're going through right now, it'll, get, it'll give us a better understanding of why and what is going on and how surviving the current issues can lead us into a new understanding of, of our purpose and our direction and, and who we actually really are. So 
without further ado, welcome to the show, Gerard. Hi, Barbara. Thank you for uh, having me. Well, it's 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 a pleasure. It's an absolute pleasure. Your material um, is very familiar to me, and it resonates to me. But you know, I'm old, so so it 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 feels it feels very comfortable. But for a lot of people today who haven't been um, exposed to the the ancient wisdom teachings and and the ancient masters and and all of this material it's a very it's very exciting for me to see you putting it out there in such a way as people will will hopefully understand it better um i i think that first of all for those people out there who don't understand what the ageless wisdom teachings are and who teaches them you want to give us a little bit of a a background here of that uh, yeah absolutely absolutely um the ages wisdom teaching and and the relevant which i think you uh, um you stated uh, very eloquently the relevance uh, of the ages wisdom teaching is um is being reinforced these days uh, through the latest insights from science but the ages wisdom teachings are a body of teachings that have been uh, gathered, compiled, so to speak, over the ages um, uh, by those human beings who have gone ahead of us on the path of uh, evolution back to the source, not necessarily physical evolution, um, although that's you know that's that is what uh, uh, facilitates the actual evolution that we're talking about, the evolution of consciousness. And um, out of the, according to these teachings, out of the uh, uh, mineral kingdom, the vegetable kingdom, the animal kingdom, and the human kingdom, over time, over many, many ages, uh, centuries, um, millennia, uh, a further kingdom in nature has evolved. Uh, which uh, is known by many different names, the uh, Kingdom of Souls, um, the Great White Brotherhood, uh, the Masters of Wisdom. And um, they have always been here to guide and inspire humanity from behind the scenes, at least you know, since the destruction of Atlantis some uh, 100,000 years ago. Um, before that, they were living openly, were living and working openly in in the world, um, known to humanity of that time. But with the uh, destruction of Atlantis, uh, the last uh, remaining parts of Atlantis, they withdrew into the remote mountain and desert areas of the world. And from there, they have been inspiring and guiding humanity from behind the scenes, uh, sending out a teacher at the beginning or end of every new cosmic cycle. Um, and these teachers, we know um, um, historically, but also uh, um, uh, in, in mythology, as Hermes and Hercules and Rama and Krishna and uh, Buddha and, and Christ and Muhammad. Um, and, um, you know, the wisdom teachings as a body of, uh, as a spiritual philosophy, so to speak, were mostly lost to the majority of people for a very long time until they were reintroduced to the modern mind of man, mankind, uh, in the late 19th century through the work of uh, Madame Blavatsky, Helena Blavatsky in her uh, major works, Isis Unveiled and uh, The Secret Doctrine. And they were later uh-huh. uh, expounded on by um, Alice ba- in the books by Alice Bailey and, and Helena Rierich and some other authors, and most recently in the in the books by Benjamin Krem. And they have been reintroduced to the world at this time, you know, taking this time in a in a broad sense, you know, late 19th century until now. Um, because of the yeah the the historic importance the momentous importance of um, of this time in history of the and the history of uh, human evolution 
Now, Benjamin Krem, um, I'm familiar with because uh, <clears throat> 30 years ago or so, uh, I studied in a spiritualist church, and he actually came in wanted to speak at the church, and the ministers were not real happy about it, so he didn't. But since mm. then, I, he has since passed away, I believe, uh, correct? Yes, yes. Uh, he passed away in 2016. Um, he 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 spoke that another master had was was in physical and walking the earth plane, and I believe he called him Maitreya, and said that Maitreya was was here, and um, it, it it was fascinating that that. Um, that I saw, I, I saw so many names I recognized in in your book as I was reading it. So, um, and Benjamin Krim was one of them because you know I, I though um, though I had I I hadn't had him on my show. Um, somebody representing him spoke to me about putting him on the show, and there just wasn't room to do it. Now I regret not not having him on the show. Um, but but it it it. It appears that at times of transition, at times when the consciousness awareness of humanity is shifting to another level, um, those times when conflict is all around us and confusion, that's that's when these masters of wisdom apparently um, take physical form on the planet to help the, the consciousness make the shift. And this is not something that happens overnight. It, it, it probably happens over hundreds, maybe even thousands of years. Um, so that so that the, this Maitreya that is now in Europe, have you seen him, spoken to him? Do you know of him? Um, yes, I know of him. Um, I've been working with Benjamin Krem uh, since 1978. Um um, and I worked with him for over 40 years here in Holland um, as a you know one of a network of volunteers, worldwide network of volunteers. And Maitreya is actually the name, the personal name of um, not just a master of wisdom, but the master of all the masters. And that is also what makes this time um, so uh, remarkable, because uh, you know as I mentioned at the start. Um, uh, a master of wisdom or uh, a world teacher and and in between you know cycles during cycles masters appear um uh, to teach and and to heal and to advance uh, for instance science or arts um but they they don't take on a you know, uh, a role of, of importance or anything so that they would be recognized publicly um, until sometimes many, many years later, you know, as, as uh, happened with the teachings of Christ through Jesus of Nazareth or the teachings of uh, uh, the Buddha through the Prince Gautama. Um, uh, but the, the uh, uh, significance of this time is that humanity as a whole is now on the verge, on the threshold of uh, an expansion of consciousness in the sense that we will finally recognize that we are one, one human race and we share the same planetary home and um, that we will finally be giving expression and manifesting that, that awareness of, of oneness, um, which eventually... Uh, will bring an end to the pain and suffering um, that we are inflicting on our own brothers and sisters now in, in all parts of the world through, not only through warfare, you know, as we see now very acutely in, in, uh, in Eastern Europe and in the Middle East again, and, and in many places that uh, have been pushed away from the, from the, um, from the front pages and, and the news, um, news cycles, um, wars that are go unmentioned, uh, but that still cost many, many lives, human lives, uh, but also through poverty, abject poverty, unnecessary hunger, lack of medicines, etc. So uh, we have been so negligent in how we, um, you know, how we we profess 
to to be Christians, for instance, in in the case of of many 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 people, millions of people around the world, and at the same time we allow this suffering to go on, and the same goes for Buddhists and Hindus and people of other religions, or people who say who simply call themselves uh, humanitarian. Um, you know, we all share the same idea, the same philosophy of the golden rule. Um, uh-huh. Treat others the way uh, you want to be treated yourself, or um, love your neighbor like yourself. You know, and and as a as a race, as a as a global community, we are not living up to that. We haven't been living up to that for for many many decades, maybe centuries. And at the moment, we are um, we are uh, we we have entered a, a, a time of crises that is bringing home to uh, growing segments of humanity the message. And the choice that we have to make, um, you know, do we want to continue in the old ways of competition and and uh, um, and and greed and and complacency um, with the uh, with the, the 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 chaos and the conflict and the and the risk of self destruction, um, or um, are we ready to take the, a, a new path, um, path of cooperation? towards creating justice in the world uh, through sharing of resources and and, uh, knowledge and know-how and technology uh, so that we don't have to compete, but we can work together and everyone can contribute their talents because, you know, they have been nurtured from a young age and they have received education and all these talents that now go to waste can be contributed to the, uh, the world community. I think that, that one of the really important things also is that <clears throat> you do talk about extraterrestrials and, and what is what has frequently bothered me is the fact that they come from the same source. And I, I, I think that so many people uh, look upon them as alien. They're, they're just not familiar, but they come from the same place. And I think what what is so profound is you talk about at, at many pla- in many places you mention in the book how they're here already we just don't see them and I think that 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 has to do with the level of awareness within all of us that that you know when we're ready to accept the fact that there's so much more our eyes will be cleared and somebody once asked me, you know, um, why they they inferred that the Earth was our home, and and it's my personal belief that whatever aliens are here, were here before we were. That that we are actually the invader or the aliens that mm-hmm. have come to this planet, and um, so so. I, it, it, it's a very loving way that you have portrayed the fact, in a very gentle way, that the extraterrestrials are are really another level of uh, uh, another level of consciousness and evolution, perhaps, that that are waiting for us to catch up or trying to help us to catch up without giving us a roadmap. And I think you did it beautifully. Thank you, thank you. Uh, in fact, I think they um, um, they. Are here, have been here for millennia, you know, throughout human history, um, and they have given us a roadmap, especially through the 1950s contactees. But they have refrained from forcing themselves on us and and forcing their w- way of looking at life on us, and leaving it us, to, leaving it to us ourselves to uh, to you know respond. To their message from the heart. Um, you, you mentioned that you think uh, that the um, extraterrestrials uh, may have been here before us, and in a way, in an esoteric sense, that may be true. And but, but you're absolutely right in that they, you know, they come from the same place. We all share the same source. That source 
manifested, expressed itself in the universe as we know it and in the solar system to stay closer to home. Um, and in fact, Earth, planet Earth, is our home, is humanity's home. Um, and I like the way you differentiated between aliens and extraterrestrials. What I, in one of my other books, I, um, I, I uh, posited the idea that aliens are not the extraterrestrials. Aliens are the humans who are acting against, you know, the um, the human values that we should all strive for, that we know we should strive for um, and that we know that would build a better world. Um, Uh Aliens are people who go against, who go against um, all the, um, all the things that make life worthwhile and, and uh, that, uh, that, that allow us to live according to the laws as they have been taught by the teachers in the past. And the extraterrestrials, are our brothers and sisters from our neighboring planets. And they are here in support of, um, of humanity, of our transition from the old age of Pisces into the new age of Aquarius. Um, and it's not that they will save us from ourselves. We can, we can only save ourselves from ourselves. Um, the, the world teacher and the masters of wisdom will not be able to save us from ourselves. Uh, we have to do that um, by responding um, to the teachings and their inspiration and by responding to the, um, the notions and the information that science gives us and that wise people give us. You know, think of Nelson Mandela, for instance, or uh, how... Uh, uh, Mikhail Gorbachev, uh, um, uh, in in his day, opened the uh, Soviet Union and uh, uh-huh. approached, uh, reapproached, uh, um, or f- found a rapprochement with uh, with the West. Um, you know, th- we have to respond to what we know is the right thing to do, but for some reason. Um, about half of humanity, it seems, is scared to take those steps. And, and the extraterrestrials are here in support of humanity. And, and uh, um, you know, they, um, they have said through the contactees of the 1950s that they will not allow humanity to blow up the Earth. Um, they may, you know, they may not prevent us from ex- uh, uh, extinguishing ourselves from from uh, destroying uh, the human race on this planet, which will then, you know, take millions of years to have to evolve back to the point where we are now. Uh, but the planet will be kept intact because that's an integral part of the solar system, and they cannot risk the integrity of the solar system. So, uh, in that sense, yes, they, uh, um, you know, they have uh, they have a certain self-interest, but that will never take over humanity's free will. That will never be imposed on 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 our free will, and it's up to us. You know, are we uh, are we going to um, step jump over our own shadows and 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 uh, uh, get rid of our complacency as a human race and start working together? Well, we have we have evolved over time, over centuries, over millions of years, and and there there is a <clears throat> a cycle that we have been through apparently, and it, it, we get to a point of almost destruction, and then we start again, but not quite so far back as the time before, so that hopefully that that as we move forward we can finally get to a time where where we're, we're I, I don't know if worthy is the right word but where we have we where our our awareness our consciousness is at a level that that sees a greater spectrum of the possibility of life as we know it and and stop trying to kill each other off or struggle for power but try to live in harmony and I, I know that there you know there are many that have memories um, that go back to before 
before we became technical way back to when we could communicate even with our animals and mm. you know bring bring that period back forward in time but but every time we get to a certain point and I, I do believe these cycles have happened many many times and i and and we're at one of those junctures and it's not going to happen overnight that's that's what that's what is frustrating because you see it beginning to happen and you know it's not going to be an overnight change but but there is a change coming from from the aryan philosophy into a a a better place a better time but it's it, it's like birthing we're birthing a new aspect of ourselves and as a person who has been through the birthing process it's painful mm. Mm. and and Very true. it's not it's not easy and it's and it takes time and for the birthing of a new consciousness a new awareness it it, it could take hundreds of years i mean our and of course the masters of time they got all the time in the world so right you know they they really aren't concerned but you know with a with only a simple lifetime to work with you know you have the hope that you're seeing the beginnings of a time that that will be a gentler time for all of humanity absolutely absolutely the interesting thing is um uh, there's, a, there's a few points I wanted to respond to, and I'll try to, to remember them uh, one by one. Um, the interesting thing is there was an, uh, a Chilean contactee, uh, Enrique Barrios. He, he wrote a beautiful little book, Ami, Child of the Stars. And in it, uh, it's, it's, a, it's written as a, a children's book, but uh, I believe that it encapsulates the teaching that he received from his extraterrestrial contacts. And um, he is told that... There is more love in human beings now than in the past, except we are still caught up in the old structures, the old systems that are the result of, of you know, the uh, um, of our our um, uh, thoughts and philosophies and look, way of looking at life over the past, well, you know, two thousand years. Um, and he says that is what what's causing the the pain and the agony at the moment. We are uh, going through a transition, um, and it is indeed you know the the pain that we see in the world, uh, although for a large part unnecessary, unnecessarily caused by our own complacency and and refusal to to change, um, are indeed the birth pangs. But it is. Um, yeah, it is the 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 ch- change is, is is inevitable because you know the solar system has has moved and is still moving away from its alignment with the constellation of Pisces, which imbued and 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 gave humanity the characteristics of uh, individuality and idealism um, into um, the uh, the the sphere of influence and an alignment with the constellation of Aquarius uh, whose whose keynotes are synthesis and unity. And these seem to be <laughs> completely opposite to what we're experiencing in the world at the moment. And and you know and that's where where the enormous friction comes from uh, because we are so people we I mean humankind we are so afraid of uh, that we have to give up our individuality. You know, people are afraid of a one-world government or a new world order because they misunderstand the word unity and they misunderstand the word freedom. Unity doesn't mean uniformity. Unity means coming together of people of all kinds of backgrounds and talents and uh, viewpoints, etc., etc., to get the richest possible unity and and pool to work from to to further our civilization and and uh, uh you know as you say is it, there, there there are cycles there have been many cycles because that's how nature works that's how the universe works cycle upon cycle and there are um minor cycles into in, inside major cycles and the uh, um the current 
transition that we're going through is one that happens every roughly 2,500 years. Um, and it's it's you know it's not something that we can control or stop or we we can either we can either go with the flow in that sense and open up to the new energies and uh, what they present us with and and uh, what they offer us in terms of of new insights and and new ways of dealing with each other and ways of building new structures that will. Um, suit uh, our purposes and and uh, our, our humanity in in uh, in any case um, um and as you say you know to live in harmony to live in harmony we need to be able to share we need to be able to see the other as ourselves and to see and recognize that their needs are exactly the same as our needs and we find that not only in the golden rule that I mentioned, but also in Article 25 of the uh, United Nations Declaration of Human Rights, you know, uh, uh, that guarantees just by by right of being born into the human kingdom, uh, adequate food and healthcare and housing and education um, for for everyone, every man, woman, and child in this world, and. Uh, we could have started doing that uh, 40, 50 years ago, um, but then came the, uh, you know, the uh, politicians who promised us greater freedom, um, and uh, the the market and the forces of the market uh, were, uh, as they uh, presented it, uh, you know, and I'm talking about uh, um, the the people who. Um, um, who who shaped Ronald Reagan's policies and in the UK Margaret Thatcher's policies, um, but they were certainly not the the only ones uh, because there have been many others from different parties uh, all over the world who who subscribe to the same uh, the same mindset of market forces uh, giving people freedom. But market forces only work for people who have economic power and financial means already. So the playing field was never, never level, was never uh, fair. And uh, what it has done in the last 40, 50 years is make the rich people even richer. And the poor people are left to work in sweatshops and, uh, you know, and... Uh, uh, unable to um, to uh, get a pension or uh, pay for the student loan or or a ho- for the house or things like that. So, you know, this this kind of inequality is a result of uh, policies that were set in motion only 40, 50 years ago. While at the same time there was a, a, a beautiful program that was proposed by maybe some. Some older listeners uh, uh, remember the uh, Brand Commission, um, uh, chaired by um, the former German Chancellor Willy Brandt, and uh, he gathered together a whole group of a large group of uh, former diplomats and politicians and economists from across the political spectrum, not just the left, not just the right, but across the whole spectrum, and their recommendations were. In a, in a word, sharing. We should share what the, the riches that are now accumulated by the West, mainly with Australia and Japan at the time, um, in order to avoid the crisis that we now see mounting by the day. You know, climate crisis, migrant crisis, um, the economic wars that are being fought in in uh, different parts of the world, as I mentioned. So. You know, it's it's this fear of change um, and being caught in the uh, in the structures, the old structures of the old world, and these old structures need to crack open, and, and that's the birth tanks that you were talking about, and and um, it needn't be through horrific wars as we are seeing now, uh, but because you know too many of humanity are still resisting. And some people are trying to keep us in thrall of materialist uh, values. Um, unfortunately, in this world, you know, war is the ultimate uh, valve, it seems, uh, through which uh, these these tensions uh, are coming out. And 
it's it's very unfortunate but at the same time i believe it's a uh, uh, a sign of the old structures uh, failing and 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 crumbling well i agree they are and i think lots of times when you talk about you know living in harmony people misconstrue and don't understand harmony is not everybody being the same harmony is everybody being having their own tone but having it mesh with other people's harmony needs to have many different additions to it it's not just one one thought one mind one whatever mm. it's 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 a combination of in music of musical notes that blend together they they are independent yet they create a greater harmony and a, a, a chorus, if you will. So it, it's, it's understanding that your independence and your individuality is not, is not at risk here at all. It's encouraged. Mm-hmm. But, but to flow <laughs> along with, next to, in, in Congress with other peoples and, and not overshadowing, not being louder or softer, but but allowing everybody to have their moment and and their role and take part and and uh, you know yeah. it's, it's a nice uh, nice um, metaphor you're using you know a symphony uh, we could be part of a cosmic symphony at the moment on That's earth we are not even uh, a planetary symphony because um, <laughs> you know there's so many so much discord and and uh, uh, but uh, but if everybody would be allowed to uh, contribute their tone, their individual tone, there would be a beautiful symphony, and and Earth would take its place among the other planets and the stars, and and uh, there would be uh, you know we would be well on our way to the exploration of cosmos and space that are still largely a mystery to us. Well, and and I think uh, you know you mentioned that. Um, <clears throat> that there had been a a protection put around the earth so that, you know, we would have the time to come into our own, on our own, as opposed to somebody else coming in and telling us what to do, how to do, and be enslaved by them, literally. So, you know, we uh, it, it is a struggle. There's no doubt mm. about it. But, but, but um, I think that, that humanity as a whole is is going to come out of this victorious but it's going to take a lot longer than um than I probably have on this earth but but I'll come back I mean you know it's if the nice mm. thing is you you can come back and check it all out in a couple hundred years if you, you want to You will come back <laughs> Yeah it's <laughs> it's not a choice you know it's the law of uh, it's the law of uh, rebirth uh, law of incarnation reincarnation that uh, uh, propels us back into uh, into this world until we have uh, resolved all our karmic knots and uh, until we have reached that uh, that point on the path of return where we are in, you know, where we um, are masters of our lower selves and masters of the lower planes of, of uh, uh, the expression of the manifestation of life. And we are ready to, um, to get on the um, cosmic path individually even yeah. uh, of evolution. Um, so, and, and then, uh, and then so we, yes. Then, then we start all over again. In a, in a manner of speaking, yeah, so yeah, we, yeah, yeah. We, so, so that so that it's it's a lovely trip, and um, I, I know people have said to me, "I'm never going to return to Earth." Yada yada, and and my comment back is <laughs> probably, "Your personality will never come again," and mm. lots of us grateful for that. But your spirit is going to come back, so. Yep. Um, and that's and that's something, if I may, that's that's something that many people seem to forget or are not aware of. But you know, it's the soul, um, the individualized spark of God, divine spark, um, that takes uh-huh. incarnation and that is involved in this journey of evolution of consciousness. You know, it's an evolu- it's a journey of of return to the source of consciousness. Uh, but then fully self-aware, 
um, when you know, and these are esoteric teachings that that people you know can read back in in the um, books written by Alice Bailey specifically. She's very very detailed in that respect and and very very enlightening. Um, but the human soul um, um, began to take incarnation on this planet uh, 18.5 million years ago. That's when the, the the group souls of the animal kingdom were, some of the group souls were individualized. And uh, that's when souls, the spirit aspect on this planet was imbued with the or, or uh yeah was was given this divine divine self awareness uh but of course it was completely unaware when it when this first happened and we have since you know in the past 18 and a half million years we have gone through many major cycles like the lemurian cycle where the continent of mu of lemuria or lemuria uh was the main landmass on earth uh, but it's that that uh, that took many many millions of years that was followed by and and in that in that cycle during that cycle the physical body of, of the human kingdom was perfected more or less although it was much coarser than it is now um, and that was followed by the Atlantean cycle when the Atla- when Atlantis was the main landmass on this planet, in which uh, humanity developed its emotional apparatus, uh, its responses, its sensory responsiveness. Uh, you know, and that's where most of humanity at the moment now is still uh, focused. For the for the most part, in the current cycle, which we've only started, I believe, a hundred thousand years ago, uh, we are developing our mental uh, our mental instruments. And and yes, we have we have come a long way in in, in the sense of of using our the lower uh, mind, the lower planes of the mental uh, plane. But you know, and that has given us incredible technological advancements but it's still nothing compared to the technology that was available in the time of Atlantis um, and so it's this whole journey of of individual souls with self-aware consciousness um, that is taking place and that will lead us through the evolution of consciousness on this planet and then on to higher Path of evolution through cosmos back to the source, higher, closer and closer to the source, and it's also, you know, that that journey of evolution of consciousness that um, is protected for now for this planet by what you mentioned, the ring of light that has been placed around this planet. Um, this was I found it was interesting. I, uh, I first heard about this ring of light in uh, in uh, Benjamin Cram's uh, talks and books. He said that the extraterrestrials who are here to um, to support humanity put place this ring of light around the planet in protection against um, extraterrestrials from less evolved planets in our solar system. Yeah, so some planets are more evolved, like Venus and Saturn and, and, and Jupiter. Other planets are around the same same stage as Earth, like Mars. Uh, but there are also uh, planets that are less evolved. And but yet, uh, people there, uh, the humans there, um, have not made the same mistakes that we have on Earth. And so they have uh, spacefaring technology. Um, but they have, uh, you know, they have uh, other motives, uh, and they would try to influence uh, things here uh, to their own uh, benefit. Uh, and this is prevented by this ring of light that was placed around the planet, I believe, in the 1950s. And it was very interesting to read a very similar um, comment by the American scientist who wrote a book. Um, about his uh, or referenced his uh, work with uh, alongside an uh, extraterrestrial scientist in uh, one of the many secret labs in America. uh, He wrote under the name of Michael Wolf. And he said he was told, 
something very similar without being aware of what Benjamin Cram said. And still later, I found uh, the same statement from the Canadian contactee, Wilbert Smith, who, um, who uh, said something in the late 1950s or early 1960s. And so this, this ring of light, this protective ring, keeps out negative force, negative in the sense of people who are not as, uh, who are not, uh, as far evolved as we are on Earth and have different motives, who would have uh, more selfish motives, and they are prevented from interfering with this very difficult stage in our in our evolution in in our history, so that you know we we are causing enough trouble for ourselves on this planet. So we don't yeah. need any outside interference, and, and that's what this uh, protection is for. Well, you you speak you speak of contactees, and there's a difference between a contactee and a channeler. Um, and, and it's subtle, but it's there. And you, you mention a lot of the the yeah, and a lot of the people that you you mention. You know, Benjamin Krim, one, Blavatsky, another, um, yeah, uh, Valet. Uh, a lot of them. How do you how do you determine whether what you're bringing through is on a contactee level or on a channeling level? Hmm. I think the distinction should be made between channelers and um, teachers or disciples who who work for the Masters of Wisdom, such as Madame Blavatsky and Alice Bailey and oh. Helena Rerich and, and Murdo MacDonald Bain and Benjamin Cram. Um, the difference is that channelers, um, they receive, they don't have control over what they are receiving. They, they uh, um, um, form a passive conduit and anything that is near or, or clusters near them um, can then come through. And there's, it's, you know, what, and George Adamski said something uh, to that effect. Um, they're, um, you know, they are, they are voicing the uh, combined fears and hopes and projections of humanity um, and are therefore, you know, you can't rely on the, on the source of, uh, of what channelers, channelers channel. Whereas, as they are called, disciples of the Masters of Wisdom, conscious disciples, because there are also people who believe they are disciples, but you know, we can, it's very easy for people to make yourself believe something. Um, but the, the people I mentioned, Blavatsky and Bailey and Cram and others, they work all based on a telepathic um, level. They often m- met with their master first so that they know that it's a real entity a real person even though they don't have to live in the world but, uh, but they can take a form uh, when they have to or when they want to um, but so the, the the people who work for the masters they have a telepathic um, channel a telepathic channel of communication um, which they can control. You know, they can they can turn it on or turn it off. Of course, if they work in service of the masses, they will be as available as much as possible, as much as they can can uh, muster. Um, and they write these teachings or give these talks or give these messages as conscious channels, points of contact between two minds, and that's uh, something completely different, of course. And then. In addition, you have the contactees, and the contactees are people who have been contacted by extraterrestrial visitors. The extraterrestrial visitors, in many cases, not in all cases, but in many cases, are evolved human beings from other planets, uh, uh, most, mostly Mars and Venus and, and, and uh, Saturn, um, as far as the... Um, uh, the people whose books I've read have have been um, informed 
um, George Adamski, Truman Bessroom, Buck Nelson, Howard Menger, Daniel Fry, but also people in other countries, Dino Craspedon from South America, um, Carlos Diaz from Mexico, um, Giorgio Di Bitonto from, from Italy, many people from all over the world. The contactees were contacted by extraterrestrials. They often, in many cases, saw the spacecraft land, people come out. In some cases, they were invited on board, sometimes taken into space, um, you know, to to show the planets or to be even be taken to other planets uh, at times um, for teachings or, or you know to be able to uh, to bring their their message and their accounts in a in a convincing manner. Um, and these contactees, I believe, especially from the 1950s, but you know because there's so much um, they have so much in common in their accounts. Um, that I believe they form a solid touchstone to to determine or if if um, the accounts of later contactees are genuine or should be considered seriously or not. And I'll tell you why. Because in the 1950s, the contactees were given this message of that we've been discussing. You know, of the need for international cooperation to avert. Uh, you know, nuclear destruction um, and, and unnecessary conflict and international cooperation for, you know, creating equal circumstances, uh, 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 humane circumstances for, for living for, for every human being. And that was at the time of the Cold War. So international cooperation and Cold War are not necessarily going together easily. And uh, so the authorities at the time when they saw that these contactees were gathering garnering more and more interest from from the public, they began not only to cover up as they had been doing since the Roswell crash or maybe even before uh but uh they began a disinformation campaign you know and and in order to confuse and scare the public to make them scared of extraterrestrial visitors, so you got this whole string of Hollywood movies with of you know, Martian invasions with death rays and things. Uh, but on top of that, even uh, especially in the 60s, a whole string of, of abductions. You know, it's very interesting because the early contactees never spoke of having been abducted. And there, there are no accounts, there were no accounts uh, from the 1950s as these people were coming forward and sharing their experiences of being abducted. The first account of someone having been abducted appeared in 1961 you know and and after that there were many others i believe and uh, you know and that's also based on the findings of for instance stephen greer um about the black project um that these were staged experiences you know people were either drugged or influenced under hypnosis and made to believe that they had been abducted by by aliens so the experiences were real except they were not um, uh, they didn't involve uh, extraterrestrials they were uh, you know secret operatives government operatives in order to um, to uh, confuse and scare the public you know and and later uh, we had the cattle mutilations and all these um, uh, atrocities but actual contactees the message of the actual contactees um, is very much in tune with the uh, Ages Wisdom teaching. And the Ages Wisdom teaching, as I show in my book, is now being corroborated by, in part, quantum quantum science and system science, which shows that you know there's a there's a steady um, evolution towards greater and greater um, unity and and uh, um, uh, oneness. In, in living in, in all kinds of manifestations of creation, whether it's, uh, whether it's minerals or animals or, or planetary systems. Well, it's, it's really, there's so much material here. There's so, you know, you can go so deeply into it all. I, I, we're almost out of time, and I, I do want to 
stress that that your book is 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 just a magnificent um expose if you will of of what's going on and if anyone is interested in in the to me it's 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 all spiritual and and when you stop to think about it it has to be because we're spirits on a human journey so it has to you know it has to come from the spirit realm it just has to um and, and yes then we manifest it into the physical or we incorporate it into our physicality so that we can um share the information that we do bring from the stars literally and it it's 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 an amazing book it was um it's the kind of book you want to go back and read over and over again, and then you want to go and check out Adamski and and Jacques Vallée and you know <laughs> Madame Blavatsky. Blavatsky. Um, I, I only chuckle because she, her book is so big. Um, mm. <laughs> but, but wonderful. That's material. not a book. That's not a book that you read from cover to cover. No. No, you the, don't. The and um, no. It, but it, but it's the kind of book that you that you read and then you assimilate what's appropriate for you and then you go on for the mm. next section of it. It's, it's like Manly P. Hall's book, too, um, The Secret Teachings of the Ages. I mean, that's not a cover-to-cover book either, but it's phenomenal. So, um, you know, there. I think what's fascinating is this material is out there, and when you're ready for it, it turns up. If you're ready for it, you hear about it on a podcast or whatever, and you start your search and your journey so that so that happily we can put your book out there, your material out there, and happily we have a lot of people that follow the show and and we've we've got over half a million views so so that it it does it it circles the globe and if it just triggers a little bit in 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 a few people's minds, that's a few more, and this this is a it's a ripple that becomes a swell that becomes a wave that becomes a tsunami of spiritual awareness. Mm. Well put, hopefully. very well put. Hopefully, hopefully, but I did. We're almost out of time. I, I I really hope that we can do this again because there's so much material we didn't get into. So. Um, you know, I'm I'm going to get back in touch with you and see if we can set another date where we can do a little more work on this material because it is so important to put it out there, to lay it on the table and see if people take a bite. Yeah, it would be wonderful. Yeah, let me know when um, when you have um, when you have time, and uh, I would love to go into spirituality and you know and the and the link between spirituality and and practical. Uh, um, you know, social change, social activism, and and uh, and also the link with with science, uh, which we hardly got had time to go into today. Yeah, I absolutely, absolutely, and check out my website too because I got some good, good stuff on there as well. Um, but I want to I want to thank you so much for taking the time to share your material with us, and I will be in touch, and we will get you back on again so we can go more deeply into this material. Thank you. Thank you so much, uh, Barbara. It was a pleasure, really. It was uh, an absolute pleasure, and um, I look forward to uh, hearing from you again. And I hope uh, people will uh, enjoy my book, UFOs and the Pioneers of Oneness. I I hope they will, too, because it's it's well worth not only one read, but four or five. (laughs) So (laughs) thank you again. And uh, I thank everybody for listening. Uh, please check this book out. It's one of those those precious books that when when you recommend it, people say, yeah, yeah, I'm sure it was good. No, no, it's better than good. It's enlightening. So please do check it out. Um, Mark has a great show coming up tomorrow, and I'll be back again next Monday. So for for today, have a good one. Stay in the sunshine if you can, and spread a little bit of it wherever you are. Bye-bye now. Hey, Good Lutzville. There's a new 7-Eleven in town. Now open at 843 Highway 31 West. 
Find all your favorites like Big Bite Hot Dogs, Pizza, Taquitos, Big Gulps, and Slurpees. Everything you need to get back on the go. Check out What's New with Coffee from 7-Eleven and be sure to grab one of our delicious fresh bakery items like a cookie or muffin. Visit the new 7-Eleven, now open at 843 Highway 31 West, and download the 7 Rewards app to score free food and drinks.